0: and we're live what's going on everybody how are you all today it is time hang on we're uh temporary setting up today so today is uh we're on the road hope you all are having a good one um just let's get this out of the way right away we're on the road we're in uh key largo florida uh, on vacation for the week because Thanksgiving week is vacation week for us, and um, so we're kind of just doing it as we do it. And you're probably going to hear air conditioner in the background because we're in the van, and it's not cold in Florida. It's actually pretty warm, so you'll have to deal with uh, have to deal with a little air conditioning noise, and somehow. The sun is in a weird spot too, but oh well, that's cool. Hope everybody's having a good one. Let's see if we got anybody here. Uh, so, the way this thing works is uh, this is just me hanging out. I got a couple of things I want to chat with you about today. Um, you saw the thumbnail. I want to know from you, get in the comments right away with this. Uh, how do you navigate how much do you use? First of all, let me ask you this: How much do you use guitar forums like the Gear Page? And I mean, is that still? I don't never go on it. So, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Do you spend any time there? Uh, has it? Is it still as toxic as I remember it when I stopped going there? Um, and if you do how do you navigate it because it's it's a tough thing to maintain uh a, a positive attitude about playing guitar and enjoying your hobby um when you get bogged down on in forums and facebook groups and stuff do you use facebook groups for guitar stuff what is your general community um And I should say, I wonder if we, we must be having some laggy problems. Let me just make sure. Can't hear the AC. Awesome. Well, this must, this might suck. If we are stuttering super bad, we're going to try it though for just a little bit. And I'm recording the whole thing too. So, um, if we have to just put it up as a recording later, that'll be fine. So I guess my question is, how do you, how do you use gear forums and Facebook groups and that sort of thing in 2022? How much do you use them? Um, what do you use for community? And I I will tell you right now, I'm not... Um, this is not a ploy to be like, hey, I'm coming out with my own community. You should come and join it. That's not what it's about. We do have a Facebook group. We don't let mean people in there. We keep them pretty nice. Um, the comments can be kind of a wild west on the YouTubes, but we try to keep it pretty tight. Um, so I'm not trying to sell you anything or trying to tell you, oh, hey, you should come join Some new Facebook group or some new whatever. It's not about that. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you why it came up. Somebody posted yesterday or the day before on a video. This wasn't a negative or angry thing, but it just made me think about like the mentality that happens because of how communities work on social media. And it was kind of sad. And I was like, ah. I hate that that guy feels that way or that he has come to this conclusion. Um, Basically, he commented on a video and he's like, I don't understand how you can play 13s on your acoustics and 9s on your electrics. And that's because that's too big of a gap. Um, And my answer is, I don't know, I just tried it. Like, because. Just because the internet says that that's wrong doesn't mean that you think it's wrong. Like, um, and actually, to be fair, I'm not playing nines. I usually play tens on everything. But these new string joys that they sent me were nine and a halfs, and I've never had nine and a half before. Which I recommend that you try definitely. Uh, there's links to the string joy stuff in the in the description, and it just made me think. Daily, I see comments where people don't try stuff and they just do whatever the internet tells them to do. Um, and I understand that when you're not experienced with something, you just take the advice of others. I get that. Because um, we all do it. Like, we're trying to learn. So you go learn from another community and they're like, hey, this is what everybody's doing, so this is what I'm going to do. But what what sucks about it is um, not wanting to just try stuff just to try stuff. And so that's kind of where I part ways with a lot of internet groups. Um, I don't actually watch a lot of guitar YouTube, and I don't actually watch a lot of, or actually I don't spend any time in Facebook groups um, about guitar, and I don't ever go on any forums on the internet about guitar. It's not because I don't want to learn, it's because I want to learn. But I want to learn it. I don't want to be told it like... Um, I don't want to just assume that because I heard it, that's the way it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things. I was just kind of curious what you guys were thinking about about this. Because I feel like... I mean, I've met a bunch of you in guitar groups on Facebook. Like, I think of Chris Hendricks. I met him in a guitar group on Facebook, I think Ivan, I met in a guitar group on Facebook. Um, There's a bunch of you that I've met in various guitar groups. So I'm not saying I never, ever have spent any time in them, but I don't really anymore. I was just wondering what your, um, what your community of choices and how you manage that and manage to stay positive in your hobby when so much of it is just like, being told what to do by others and everything you do is wrong because that's what I feel like it happens sometimes. Just curious about it more than anything. Um, so there's a couple of people that are talking about how they just the only reason they spend any time on forums is because it's entertaining to see people get mad about dumb stuff which is really funny. I understand what you're saying um, because it is semi-humorous where that happens, but it's kind of sad too. So, um, you know, I don't know. I was just an interesting thing to bring up and get your thoughts on it. Cause I'm not, uh, the only groups I belong to are the Texas toast alumni group and the Dylan talks tone group. That's it. I don't need, I don't find other groups to be helpful or positive. Thanks doc. My little bit of social networking is through two YouTube channels, yours and Red uh, and Oh, Zach Broyles, Dipped in Tone. Yeah, you know, I need to check out Dipped in Tone more. I've, that's one that I've been thinking about checking out some more. And the reason is is because I think I can just listen to it while I work. It's not something I have to like actively watch. Some of those ones where they're like... I don't want to say a pod... But more like this, where it's like a podcast-related thing where you're just having a conversation or two people are having a conversation. I can listen to those more because I'll you know, sit in wide pickups while I do it. Otherwise, I, I want to be pretty involved. Hey Dylan, I'm painting a baritone Les Paul I built right now. Cool, well don't accidentally paint your phone screen or don't accidentally screw up your guitar by looking at a video. Um, in all seriousness, I was mostly on there to learn about different potential mods I could do with my Telecaster, sticking to the import spec side of the forum, occasionally looking at the vintage stuff. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get that. I get that for sure. That's what I'm, I'm kind of in the same ballpark with motorbike stuff right now because I've been away from it for so long where I'm just spending some time looking at different stuff and then looking at what mods are doing. To f- I actually, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll look at what mods people are doing and then separate is it because there's a problem with it or is it because it's just something that everybody does. If it's something everybody does I don't care. Because um, I get in the habit of Buying something and playing something for a while before I mod it. Um, unless the plan is to mod it, like, you know, for a, a build for YouTube. But even then, I play a guitar for a while, spend some time with it before I tear it apart. Um, most of the time. Sometimes it sucks so bad that I don't, but most of the time, um, most of the time I don't. Yeah. Let's see. So I watched, okay, maybe we're going to have to change the thumbnail of this. I watched Paul Reed Smith's video about pickups. And I have gotten a lot of criticism since I came out, this is a couple years ago, since I came out with the video... Saying that TCI was stupid. And it is. It still is. Um, but the reason it's stupid. Is because. Paul's very good. Paul is very very good. At taking something normal. That everybody should be doing. And making it sound special so that he can sell it. He's fantastic at it. And maybe I should get better at it. Uh, It's not my style, so that's why I don't. But I watched that video about pickups. And I was like, so what you're telling me is you spend a lot of time doing this. And you use an oscilloscope. And you look at uh, resonant peaks of pickups and you do some math and you try to dial it in before you actually make the pickup to see if it's going to be the way you want it to sound and you vary wire gauges and turns per layer and blah 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 all the things so that you can get it as close as possible before you even ever try so that the pickup's good when it comes right out of the box or you know like the first one right off the machine is good I do that too. We all do it. And I know that when you're just starting out making pickups, you there's a lot more trial and error, obviously, because you're trying stuff. You're wanting to try stuff. Um, if you have any guitar questions too, get in the comments and put a bunch of question marks there or use a Super Chat if you want. Um, but I think that's a norm That's normal. Lawler does it. Seymour Duncan does it. The guys at Gibson do it. PRS is not special in doing it. The difference in PRS is he talks about it. And he shares that with the public. Just like I do, just like other YouTubers do that have... Basically, Paul's becoming a YouTuber. Which I think is cool. He's realizing that you have to talk about this stuff. Which I think is cool. But that doesn't mean what he's doing is that special. He's good at it. And he can make it sound fancy when he talks about it. But it's just normal stuff that everybody else is doing. And I think it's really neat that he's starting to talk about it more. Um, I learned some stuff in that video. And I, learned some stuff, and I learned some stuff every time I watch one of his videos. He's really, really smart. He's really good at it. But one of the things that I think... Where he kind of excels, kind of like Leo Fender, in that understanding how to make the guitar just good, but also making it how to uh, making it marketable. He puts good guitar and marketable in the same sentence. That is what Paul Reed Smith is good at. Um, I mean, obviously his quality control is good, but there's a lot of companies with good quality control. But he makes the process tight, quality control good, marketable product. That's it. But that's what everybody wants to do. Um, I just think he has a little different edge about it. And he makes normal stuff sound special. So I think it's really cool. I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to do that. Um, I miss those days of trial and error. Little did we know we were on to something. Dude, that's for real, man. Some of my best ideas were accidents. And some of them never made it. Like, I have a drawer full of pickups. Actually, I have in my, in my office, I have a toolbox. I have that big Milwaukee toolbox with all my stuff in it. You've probably seen it in some videos. On, this, on one of the sides of it is some pickups that are stuck to it with the magnets. And it's because they're junk. And they just... I stick them there. It's like a... Yeah, I screwed up. Violin equals solid body guitar minus PRS. Eh, I don't know. I think, I think PRS gets a lot of... Kind of... I don't want to say hate, but he gets a lot of, people misunderstand his, the goal of what he's trying to do. I think I did for a long time. People say he's a kind of like a BS artist and all that, but I, I don't, I don't think so. I think he's just trying to make, he's trying to make normal stuff sound special, but that's what you have to do. That's marketing. That's marketing. You know, he can be like, this car has round tires. They are very rounded. They are very black. But the way he says it, people are like, whoa, that's totally cool. Even though every car has round black tires. He just knows how to do that. And I think it's good. I wish I was better at it, to tell you the truth. Um, I'm looking at an Eastman E10D acoustic. Have you had experience with Eastman guitars? I have had experience with them enough to know that they're good. Um, I'm not personally interested in them. Like, I don't won't, don't want to buy one or anything, but they're good. I They are, they are well made 99% of the time. The quality is actually pretty good. Um, I, they don't blow my hair back, but I think for those that really like them, I think they're good. I think people really do enjoy them. Um. I'm almost always just try stuff and pick your favorite guy. I really dislike when people start throwing shade without any real reason. You know, I think that's probably the hardest part of doing what I do. Is, um, I literally, I really try to objectively look at, when I share an opinion about a product, it's like, okay, is it good? Yes, it's good. 99% of the time it's good. There's very few bad products. And I think the reason people throw shade is because they make the wrong comparisons. Um, I told Leslie yesterday, I'm going to try to do better about this, uh, to keep it more positive. And I kind of got the idea from, from the knife world again. When you watch a knife video, nobody expects a $50 knife to be just as good as a $500 knife. They know... That it's a $50 knife. They know that it has kind of the same features as the $500 knife, but they know they're not the same. They know it's a different country of origin, maybe. They know that um, the machining tolerances are different. They know that the engineering is different. They know that whatever. They know a bunch of different things, and they know that the $50 knife that has ball bearings in the pivot and S35 vn steel and blah, blah 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 g10 scales is different than this other knife made by this other designer that's 500 bucks and nobody says most of the time most of the time nobody says that one's just as good as this one and blah 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 they're like you know what i'm gonna get both that's what i do i have a hundred dollar knife and i have a remember this thing costs you know and I have them both because they're both cool for different reasons, and nobody makes that comparison across. Usually, nobody's like, "Well, is the Squire just as the Squire's just as good as the Custom Shop?" Blah 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 blah. No, it ain't. It never will be. It won't. So, how do we fix that? We fix that by being objective about the price point of the guitar and its intended market. And so I'm going to work harder in my videos uh, when we review stuff, when we take stuff apart, to talk about the price point of the guitar and its intended market. Um, It's supposed to be a $500 guitar. It's supposed to be a $249 affinity or $279 affinity inflation. Um, And I'm also going to start talking more about the amount of hand... What is hand done on a guitar versus what's hand not? I'm going to talk about that almost in every review, I think. Um, I think there's some companies like Gibson who get some serious shade about quality control on one hand, but then on the other hand, the people are like, that's yeah, just a CNC. You just push a button. No, you don't. There's this and this and this and this and this. It's done by hand. And the part that you don't like, like the binding scraping... Like the tool marks in the frets around the 15th to the 20th fret, uh, 21st fret. Um, Those various things are done by hand. Do you want them to do them by hand or do you want them to be not done by hand and be a cheaper, crappier guitar? Like, I don't know. There's various balance to it. So I'm going to start diving into that stuff more, I think. Um, again, I really got this idea. This is why I don't watch guitar YouTube. Because I think guitar YouTubers tend to run in packs. It's human nature. It's not guitar YouTubers. It's everybody. So just, like, looking across industries, looking across hobbies, looking across, and trying to get an idea from, you know, bicycle people and knife people and photography, drone people, all that stuff working on it I'm working on it um (laughs) best way to avoid a fight don't be there best way to survive a guitar forum: don't go to them yeah I mean I wouldn't tell anybody not to because there are we need to have community right community is a thing we're human beings we also need to learn stuff um we learn from each other. And so you need that. But the, the idea was just to understand how y'all did it. Because I can't do it at all. I can't do it at all. Um, looks like we're having some conversation about Eastman and Eastman. Just bought some Railhammer pickups. Anyone use them or have any thoughts compared to Seymour Duncan's? They are a completely different animal, man. They're a really neat pickup. Um, I've been meaning to get my hands on some so we could do a video about them, um, but I don't. I don't know, because I have not actually taken them apart myself. Let's see. Buy what you... That son is about to drive me nuts. Buy what you like. That's the thing. That is the thing. So, it sounds like somebody in the comments... You guys are talking about uh, the Eastman Guitar J45-ish thing. Um, that's the one I played, too. And I thought it was really good. Um, I... It depends on your budget. I'm going to always want a Gibson first. Um... But if your budget is what that Eastman is, they're good. Definitely good. I don't think you'd be giving up anything um, per se. I mean, they don't sound exactly the same. They feel a little different, in my opinion. Um, But if you like it and it feels good and it sounds good in your hands, just buy it. Sometimes going against the grain is the best move. That's why I love seeing people in forums talking to absolutes. Yeah, I'm trying to do that a lot less. I'm trying to do that a lot less. Talking to absolutes, because nothing is absolute. You gotta try stuff. And if you do, and if you, this is the other thing, um, I'm glad you brought this up. If you just go with what everybody says all the time, then nobody tries anything new nothing changes. You don't have any innovation. Um, no envelopes get pushed. You know what I mean? Like pushing the envelope, like pushing some buttons, see what happens. If that doesn't happen, then this is really, I believe why we're still playing 1948 technology. Cause not enough people, they're, uh, like too scared to push the buttons. I also, like, I also like how um, everybody in the comments today, I'm talking about a thing, and you all are talking about something completely different. <laughs> You're all just over there having your own sign conversation, which I think is great, which means we have a good community here. Um, and I wasn't going to plug my own community, but I appreciate it. I think it's awesome that everybody's just in here chatting about stuff, you know. um, Informed people said that basswood guitars are cheap, bad quality, wood, no audio. Yeah, you know, it's funny. That stuff will constantly, constantly go on. And I think it's going to continue to happen more because... I believe that we're going to see or or less, I should say it's happened a bunch right now but I'm hoping in the next few years it's going to happen less because I want to see more and more and more woods. It's going to get to the point where somebody's going to say is the guitar made out of wood or not? That's it. It's not going to be is it Swamp Ash? Is it some kind of other ash is it you know what's the people are like tap testing everything and doing all this crazy stuff meanwhile uh material sciences are like far beyond what wood is what and i think we're gonna get to the point where it's like all right well is that guitar wood no what's it made of oh that's cool you can get that in green and people are just gonna play the guitar it's going to get to that point. Someday, people are going to stop arguing about this stuff. Because they're going to have to stop arguing about it. Because we're going to beat out of swamp ash. Or, or whatever wood. It, you know what I mean? I don't know specifically. But whatever people get all bent about, it's just going to go away. And then you're going to have a wood guitar and a not wood guitar. You know? In cars, it's like, is that carbon fiber? Is the hood aluminum, is it carbon fiber, or is it steel? All does the same thing. And material sciences is getting to the point now where wood is going to be basically obsolete, in my opinion. It's going to happen. Mark my... Everybody's listened to a song and thought that Strat would have sounded so much better with a maple board, right? Exactly. No. Nope. Chances are it's more about nostalgia than anything. We talked about this last week. I think if you get hung up on a particular kind of music uh, from your childhood or memories surrounding that or guitar uh, with a particular artist with a particular song and the memories surrounding that, then all of a sudden, bam, everything has to be a strat because when I was a kid, blah, 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 you know what I mean? That stuff happens. I don't think it really has anything to do with the tone. I think less to do with the tone because you're not going to sound like your heroes anyway. Hot take. Um, But I think for the most part, I think it's just nostalgia, which I get, makes sense. I'm trying to be less gear-focused and more playing-focused. The internet screws with your mind if you let it, and you can go down gear rabbit holes. Dude, I, I'm, I'm there. I'm already with you, and I have a gear company. That's how I make my living, It's pickups. And I hope you buy them, because that's what keeps me with the lights on, right? So I can't be without it, because it's cool. Gear stuff's cool, but why do you do it? To sound better, to be more into. I personally buy gear because I'm like, "Ooh, this is fun. I think I'll play this guitar a lot." Not because I want to sound like a certain person. Not because this wood is different than this wood, and when I tap on it, I don't care about any of that crap. For me, it's like, "Ooh." That guitar is a crazy color like my PRS at, uh, Fiore. I wanted one. Put it off. Wasn't a huge priority. Then that blue came out. And I'm like, ooh, I really like that. Then I bought it. The tone, doesn't matter the tone. It didn't matter. And the first person, the, the first people asked me, oh, well, that's, you know, is it the same as a Silver Sky? What's, you know, what's different? I don't care. I don't know i got a pink Silver Sky and a blue Fiore. And they're different. And they don't sound the same. And they don't feel the same. And they're different and they're cool. Yes, I will do a video about what the differences are. But... That's not why I did it. So why are you buying your next piece of gear? Are you buying it because I told you to in a video? I hope that's not the reason. Um, or somebody else told you to in a video? I hope that you buy... A pick set of pickups from me because doc layton or dastardly dave was like dude i got a set of pickups and they're cool and now i can't put this guitar down and it's fun that's why i hope you buy a set of pickups not because what kind of wire and the diameter of the nerdiness of the science i hope that one of these guys in the comments is like yeah man i slammed my first chord and it was awesome And uh, made me feel good. And I can't put the guitar down now. That's why I hope you buy gear from me. And I hope that's why you buy gear from anybody. I hope that's what inspires it. Um, And it has nothing to do really with. Where it comes from. Or what it's made of. Or any of that. No matter what I do. I always sound like me. Yes. Cool guitars don't make me suck less. I do know that. Definitely know that. Now y'all are talking about colors. This is awesome. I love this. I love this a lot. Ha, huh, I have a carbon fiber drive shaft in a car. It's better. Materials matter. They do. What car? Carbon fiber drive shaft. So does that mean you have a CSL BMW? Maybe a Corvette? Uh, Is it aftermarket or factory? I'm interested I'm obviously interested. I'm definitely interested in material sciences very much. I really, really enjoy that stuff. Um, your pickups made my entry level strat sound so much better what that, that I want to play even more than before. That's the thing to me. that's, that's all that matters. That's all I care. And I hope that the people that buy, we are just looking at it the other day. We sold like, it's pushing like 11,000 pickups or something we sold. And um, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, I hope I made a lot of people smile. I hope a lot of people just enjoy playing guitar because they can. Because they have a cool guitar that they like. If I feel good playing it, I'll play more, and that makes me suck less. Ooh, fair point, Chris. Fair point. So I'm trying. I'm sitting weird because I'm trying to block the sun from hitting the lens. Um. Fair point. This so ipso facto cool guitar makes me suck less. You know, I'm I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Okay. Am I supposed to say ergo? Well, I don't know what the term for using for using Latin here. So if a cool guitar makes you play better. Does owning a crappy guitar on purpose make you more mediocre? If you just have like ten crappy guitars because you like them for the money instead of selling them and getting what you really want? Or saving up for what you really want? Or, you know what I mean? You understand where I'm going with this. Because I'm pretty passionate about this whole... I'm going to buy a knockoff of a knockoff guitar uh, because it's good for the money. Yeah, but does it inspire you the same way the Custom Shop Strat would if you sold all of those other crappy guitars and got a cool Custom Shop Strat? It depends... You're into if you're into having a lot of guitars for Instagram photos, that's different. But if you really want to be inspired to play, get a really good guitar, no excuses. Get a really good guitar. What's interesting too is that if you get a good one and really understand it and appreciate it, it will make you want. I don't want to say it will make you want better stuff. I don't mean it in a materialistic way. I mean it in a... Uh, when you really start to understand the difference. It will make you want to improve. Um, tell you a story. Comes back to this knife for me. Once I got this knife. I realized. Wait a minute this thing is so good and I understand why it costs what it costs. And I understand the mentality of the maker that makes it. And it made me like, you know what we could change this and this about this pickup to make it better. You might not ever see the difference or know the difference, but internally I'm like, now this pickup is better because I changed vendors on this particular part of it. I'm not going to tell you what it is. It doesn't even matter to you. Probably. Maybe you'll see the difference, maybe you won't, I don't know. But I just know that once I got this good thing, I was like, wait a minute, I can make my own stuff better. And I think guitars will do that for you. Get a good guitar, play better. Understand it, get better. I think it's good. I think it's really good. I didn't used to think that way. I used to be like, maybe we should... show people how to get the best with the most budget stuff but that's not really what it is. There's a reason why every guitar company makes a particular guitar for each different price point. They're not Fender is not making a squire so that people in groups can say it's just as good as a custom shop and justify that mentality. They're doing it as a stepping stone to the custom shop. You know. And not everybody gets it right all the time, but that's the goal. I wish you made some mini humbuggers. I maybe. Yeah I get that. Um I typically purchase the highest quality item that I can afford, the better the tool in most cases the better the end result. Yeah. Yep. I used to think that people that bought the best stuff all the time were doing it because they were snobs and wanted to show off. And, um, because I was told that as a kid, like that was a thing that I was told. And then I started to realize, like, wait a minute, now I can learn from this stuff. I can learn, um... learn what quality is. I can can get better. That's that's what I do now. Yep. Hey Dylan, I put flat sixes in my Tele parts caster this week. The best sounding Tele I've ever played. They sound so good. The neck is boomy. And bridge is really springy sounding. Ooh, those are adjectives that I have not heard before in reference to that pickup, so thank you. I used to feel like I have to pay my dues with a crappy guitar. Along the same lines, I was more intimidated walking into an open mic with an expensive guitar and being the worst player there. Okay, this is a mentality that I hope, I'm glad to hear over this, and I hope others uh, will get over this too. Um, I feel like, and I've said this, we've talked about it many times, but if you can get the guitar you want, even if you're not that good, I'm not that good. Nobody's that good. Nobody's as good. Nobody. For the most part. Not, not most of us anyway. If we buy a SRV signature guitar, or a Jimi Hendrix signature guitar, or a Van Halen signature guitar, or a John Mayer signature guitar, are good as any of those other players. Does it matter? Nope. Does it mean we deserve it less? Nope. It just means that we enjoy the stuff, and we want to get better. And I think um, aspiration is another factor in all this, right? Aspirational. Uh, that aspirational thing. That I think a $300 knockoff of a knockoff, of a knockoff Chinese guitar doesn't get you. Yeah, it's cool for the money, but it's not aspirational. It's not like, yeah, I want to continue doing this. I want to make, you know, if, even if you think about um, what Gibson's doing right now with these little three-quarter scale guitars, they look just like an SG and just like a Les Paul. Why? Because the little kid wants a guitar just like daddy or mommy's guitar. They want, They want it to look like that. They're like, I want to play that guitar when I grow up that mommy or daddy has or big brother or uncle or whoever. So they make it look exactly like that, only smaller so that they can have that aspirational thing. And I think uh, we could lose that sometimes. Don't lose that. What I'm saying is just be a kid all the time. I'm just kidding. No guitar is going to make me a better player. Ah, it will. It will though. If you're inspired to play more, then you'll get better, like Chris said. Yep. Awesome. You guys, it's been really fun. Uh, we're a little short today, but I appreciate your time. Make sure you check out. Uh, Dylan Talks Tone, where we do make amazing pickups that a lot of people in the comments have already bought. So thank you for doing that. Um, make sure you also check out a Dylan Talks Tone, our soldering course. It is on the front page. You can learn how to solder. That's pretty cool. I really, really appreciate uh, everybody's time this week. Um, I don't know what we're going to do for the news tomorrow because we're going to Key West. And I'm going to try to get it done. I have to figure out how to pull it off with slow internet. So we're going to see what happens. Um, And then we have our live stream on Thursday night. Leslie is going to hang out with me on that one. And then we are going to be back to a regularly scheduled program next week. And for a while. Because I don't know if we're going to be traveling very much for a couple months. So thanks for hanging out. And uh, I guess we will see you tomorrow.